0: If the Jaguars move up, who's worthy of them moving up for I'll tell you all about it here on the Friday edition of Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining me, Tony Wickers, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, it's your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, Where's your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. Don't worry about it. If you're not an audio person and a video person, you need to go to YouTube and subscribe for free to our YouTube page, and also check wherever you get your audio podcast daily to make sure you don't miss an episode. What's going on, y'all? I, I, I want to speak. Uh, we love our new people, but I want to talk to our everydayers. If you're an everydayer here on uh, Locked On Jaguars, drop it in the comments below and just say everydayer. That's right, everydayer. We appreciate you, man, because you make us who we are, and make what we do feel so good when we do it. Um, here's what I want to do. I want to welcome the new people into today's podcast and let you know exactly what it is I'm going to discuss. I'm going to discuss the possibility of the Jaguars moving up. However, I'm going to give you some caveats before we start naming names in segment two. I'm going to give you some, some, some rules that I'm going by. Okay. I take what people say at face value until they prove me wrong. The Jaguars, when they told you, Hey man, I don't think we're going to it. came out and basically I'm paraphrasing. They said, we're not going to be very busy in free agency. When I hear that, I'm like, all right, Let's just see. And then they did exactly what they said they were going to do, right? That they weren't very active early in free agency and they're going to be a draft and develop team. Draft and develop doesn't necessarily mean that you're just going to secure all of these draft picks and just have 12 12 draft picks every year. You can't do that because that's outside of the first rounders. Everyone else you draft will be a free agent after year four, right? You can't keep all of those people every single year. Case in point, Jawan Taylor, especially if you start winning. Once you start winning, then everybody and their brother, the equipment dude is going to want a contract. He, I might want a contract extension if this team starts winning. So winning brings about everyone trying to get paid and wanting to be paid, right? So a draft and develop team could mean multiple things. It could mean get a whole bunch of draft picks, Whatever sticks sticks. Whatever doesn't, you move on from. That's something that you do maybe a year or two ago if you're Jacksonville, um, or you can be very targeted. You can take some of your draft capital, position yourself where the hot spots are in the draft, and pick people. So if I take people at their word, Doug Peterson said that they need an edge rusher, or they need pass rush which they haven't, they haven't actually addressed so far in free agency. And it's so important that for them to think that, or for anyone to think that, oh, well, they'll just draft it with a veteran later on. You know, everybody keeps talking about Jadeveon Clowney. So, well, for this to be that important, you wouldn't put it off, right? The other thing that they said is, or we, you know, uh, Walker Little can kick inside, which means they could either draft a guard or if a tackle, the right offensive lineman falls to him, they, they pick them. So they signed a couple of uh, free agents, a couple of low-money free agents last week, Josh Wells and, and, and someone else. It does not prevent them. None of those guys prevents them from drafting a guy in the first round if he's the best player on the board. We know they need help at corner. Most of the people that keep doing mocks – that our fans of the Jaguars consistently want to give them Brian Branch, right, to play the slot. So we know we need a slot. We know eventually they'll need an outside corner. It depends on whether you look at whether or not they think, okay, we, I'm not saying that they won't think that they're a Super Bowl team this year or that they have a chance to challenge for a Super Bowl. But if they are thinking that because of that, then this draft, has to reflect that they need instant impact right away. Then it might lead you to think that they would trade up, right? That they would trade up for the best possible player and get that one guy and not give away the farm. You don't want to give away picks from next year and um, they can trade up or they can trade back. We did a podcast earlier this week saying that if they trade back, who could they get? And they may be be able to get three guys – What I did was go back to 36, you end up with 36, 46, and 56, some sort of way. Not in one trade. It took two to do it. Come back to 36, get the extra asset in uh, the late second or early third round, then come back up and land three of those guys in that hot spot, in that 20 spots where I don't think there's much of a difference between all of those players. Or you could say, you know what, let's just get one more superstar. Now, build in the fact that they love their traits doesn't mean that they they won't sign or select someone who doesn't fit it. Case in point, Darius Williams. Case in point, Christian Kirk. So it tells me that most of the talk about their traits mean on the defense, particularly in the front seven, because they have a small corner. If they were so um, not willing to do that, Darius Williams wouldn't be on the team. Correct? Correct. I think that when you talk about them and their traits, it's mainly in the front seven on defense and the offensive line, and maybe possibly the tight end position outside of that, none of their receivers have these great traits that you're talking about, right? Ridley, six, one Kirk is five, 11. Zay Jones is six, six, one and a half, six, two, but you're not talking about a six, five catch radius guy here. So I, I would like to believe and like to think Evan Ingram does not fit. The characteristics of what you would call a traits tight end. Evan Ingram, six, two and a half, six, three, half, 6'3, about 225, 230. That's not what he might be 230, 235, but that's not. You think about traits, you think about Michael Mayer, you think about the kid at Georgia, Darnell Washington. On defense and in that front seven and in certain positions um, at linebacker, And and that one corner, that's where they were all about really those traits there in the offensive line. So to tie all of this together, if they move up, the player not only has to be a really good player, worthy of them moving up from a positional value standpoint, like you're not going to move up. You don't need a quarterback. um, Who would you move up to get? It's always going to be a position where you're going to give up multiple draft picks for. It's got to be an offensive tackle. I don't think there's a guard worthy of moving up for. Uh, I don't think you're going to move up for a tight end because of the depth at the position. The defensive backs is seriously deep. Edge rusher is a lot of them. Uh, There are some guys that are different, but do those guys match the traits, and are you going to move up for a guy who, let's just say, won't necessarily be a full-time starter right away? I'm going to give you some names of some people who I think the Jaguars uh may believe because of all of those things that i just said may have the traits uh necessary for them to move up some possibilities that's what we're going to discuss here on locked on jaguars we'll do it start that in segment two here in just a second i have to let you know that today's show is sponsored by FanDuel. the nba playoffs are almost here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, america's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's Bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, and it's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores and threes drained. Make sure you do your research when you go on FanDuel, because not only is everything there for you, they have the information on each particular player and team that helps you make quality decisions plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go FanDuel.com slash locked on that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA and we thank you for making us your first listen here again on Locked on Jaguars, where all my everydayers and my new folks hang around long enough. If you're a new person, you'll get called in everyday or two. Uh, we thank you for making us your first listen. So look, we set the rules of why if if the Jaguars move up, which Doug Peterson says, Hey, you see the right guy, you might move up. You might move back. So um, they're not, they're not, um, they haven't given off that they are against moving up. So let me tell you some of the guys who I think they'd move up for. The obvious one is somebody that everybody anticipates might fall in the draft, and that is Jalen Carter. Would the Jaguars be a team that's going to move up if Jalen Carter slips past number 10 and he starts to get into the teams and all it takes for you to move up is the second-round pick? especially if it gets past like 15, which I seriously doubt. Would they do it? Hell yeah, they'll do it. They, they'll tap in. They'll go right back to University of Georgia. They picked from University of Georgia twice in the last two years. I think they probably have a good good enough relationship with those coaches that they have a book on Jalen Carter. So Jalen Carter's number one. Is it risky? Sure, it's risky, but it's, it's even more risky for people who have had uh, some misfortune and some tragedies based on the things that we kind of heard he may have been involved in, which is moving too fast in the vehicle, which causes somebody to have an accident. In this case, a fatal accident. We're not saying that he was responsible for it, but let's not be naive. He he got charged with some misdemeanors and it's connected to, to one of his teammates and someone else, a young lady who worked at the university of Georgia dying. And then he came in overweight to his own workout a team like the Raiders would probably shy away from that since they had a first round pick who literally went, uh, who's accused, but we all saw the videotape. He's charged right now with killing a young lady because he ran into the back of her when he was going over 140 miles per hour in Vegas in his Ferrari or in his, in his, whatever car he had, I think it was a Corvette. A team like that ain't going to even, they probably don't even have a dude on his board that's remotely associated with anything that has to do with a vehicle accident that leads to someone's death. And I understand that. And I'm not talking about from the fact that they lost their asset. I'm talking about from the fact that you're bringing someone who did something that's very similar to someone who did something that hurt people in your community and that caused a lot of grief. And we look at these teams, we have to understand that they are in the community. Those players that come into the community are part of the community. And then because of that young lady losing her life in the manner in which he did basically according to witnesses being burned alive it caused a lot of emotions as it should have and it probably also makes the Raiders I, if I was the Raiders I wouldn't even vet the situation I'd be like uh no thank you I'm just not doing it okay so we move on from that with the Raiders the Jaguars they haven't done that now it doesn't mean that you have to have experienced that to not think that drafting someone who does is an idea but at least they'll probably vet it a little further. And if they get more information that makes them comfortable, the kid's talent is undeniable. And at some point, somebody's going to draft him. We know it. So Jalen Carter's number one, because he's the first person I think that might have a little bit of a slippage and falling. Another person I think might fall is probably going to be Will Levis. If a quarterback does fall, but here's the thing. We don't need a quarterback. So, Uh, They're not going to come up for him. Uh, But some other guys at other positions that are positions of need that fit certain traits that are just too good to pass up if you start to see a little bit of slippage. Lucas Van Ness. The inside-outside combo pass rusher from Iowa. 6'5", goes around 270, 275 very very similar not similar athletically but in terms of if we were putting guys in certain in certain brackets about what type of player they are then he would be in the Trayvon Walker so it might appear to be redundant it's not redundant to me though because starting has never been a problem because he never started a game in Iowa even though he was probably their best player on defense I think you could get Lucas Van Ness Find a way to figure out how to play him, Trayvon, and Josh Allen together. There's a scenario out here involving Josh Allen. I won't discuss it now. We'll discuss it at some other point. But here's what you get in Van Ness: You get a five-year pass rusher just like you got a five-year pass rusher in Trayvon. That means you'll have guys on that line with Doug Peterson saying that pass rush is the most important thing and the first thing that they need to improve. What do you think they're going to do? You think they're going to sit there and wait until all the traits guys go? You think they're going to sit there and wait for guys who don't have the traits to fall to them? You think they're going to take Nolan Smith, who doesn't fit the traits? You, you think they're going to draft Will McDonald, who probably doesn't fit the traits? And I know a lot of folks are saying Will McDonald is, is not that much smaller than K-Levon Chasen. Well, this administration didn't draft Kayla levon Chasen, okay? So what you have to understand is, are they going to sit here and wait till all of those guys leave, with Doug mentioning pass rush first, are they going to sit there and wait till all of these guys are gone, till till all of the guys are gone and then reach for someone, or are they going to address the most important position and the most important aspect that they are missing on their team and go up and get a guy? It makes the most sense to me that around that 15 area, if there's a team that's willing to move back, that's exactly what they'll do. I think the one that is there is Lucas Van Ness. Now, you could talk about Keon White, who I love, and I told everybody that I love Keon White. The issue with Keon White is he's a little bit rough around the edges in terms of how much experience he has playing the games, former basketball player, and it would be viewed as a little bit of a project, and he would really be redundant when it comes to um, evaluating uh, Trayvon Walker and Keon White, although the athleticism is something that makes me, when I think about it, I go crazy because I think it would absolutely be perfect. I got one more wild card for you if he falls. I don't think he will, but these are guys that I would move up for, and I'll tell you who that is in just a second here on Locked on Jack White. All right, third and final segment here on Friday as you get ready to go enjoy your weekend and continue to get ready for the draft. Who are the players that I think are worthy of the Jacksonville Jaguars moving up? One is, before I get to the other one, one is on offense, whatever offensive tackle tickles your fancy. Could it be Darnell Wright? If Broderick Jones starts to slip a little bit, if one of those other tackles that are rated really, really high starts to fall. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I think they'll probably run into Osiris Torrance if they sit at 24. I'm hearing rumors, though, that more people like him than you think, that guys like Osiris Torrance, guys like John Michael Schmitz, and Joe Tippman might all go a whole lot earlier than we think, and that Osiris Torrance can play right tackle and left guard, so he might not even make it to the Jaguar. Would they sit around and wait for DeWan Jones and move back and take Dewan Jones? Would they do that? I don't know. The thing is, though, pick whatever offensive lineman you like, and if there starts to be a run on them, then that's the offensive lineman that might be worthy for the Jaguars to move up and go get. If you get another uh, right tackle and play walk a little left guard. or And I'm only mentioning that because Doug Peterson mentioned it then that means you'll have a guy with a first round contract. And if he can play, then you got him on a cheat for five years at about 25% of what uh, Jawan Taylor costs. And if he's anywhere close to Jawan Taylor, then it's a win-win situation for the team. Here's the thing. The last guy, and I don't think he's going to fall. I think he's the best corner on the board. But I think he, there might be a team that likes another guy better than him. Devon Witherspoon or Devon Witherspoon, I think, is the best corner. And he has an it factor, in my opinion, even though he's not tall like Sauce Gardner. In my opinion, when I watch him on tape, he looks like a, an NFL guy that reminds me of Marshawn Lattimore, who's going to play for 10 years and probably make five or six Pro Bowls. He's just instinctive. He's hard-nosed. He's just a player that i really really like some people like christian gonzalez i would assume better than him because of certain traits i think for the jacksonville jaguars when you talk about a perfect draft choice Devin witherspoon would be it because he can play inside until he has to play outside okay and he can do it all and he brings about a lot he brings about some nastiness and some suddenness to this defense that would absolutely help the pass rush because I just think he's that good. He had his workout and he ran anywhere between a 4-4-2 and a 4-4-6 and a 40-yard dash, and that answered a lot of questions. We know he's tough as nails. He's a junkyard dog. He's twitchy. He has very, very good technique. And I just think he looks like a guy who's going to be a great 10-year pro. With that being said, he would have to at least slip into the teens a little bit, the high teens, and if the Jaguars want him, I don't think they'd have to give up. With giving up 24 with a a swap, I don't think you give up next year's first. Even though I remember a couple of years ago, the Saints Saints went up like 10 spots and gave up next year's first to go up and take that defensive end, Davenport. So they could very well do that same thing. The Giants went from in the 20s to get up. I'm sorry, the Bears went from in the 20s to get up to 11 to take Justin Fields, and they gave up a future first-round pick there may be a way you can get around it i already mentioned the possibilities of a certain player being traded that makes that deal even sweeter i don't want the jaguars to give up all of their draft capital but if they are just in the mood to add one guy one quality guy it has to be one of the people that i just mentioned just one there's no way i move up for anybody else i personally like nolan smith i just don't think that when you think about traits that they're going to move up and trade up for a guy that doesn't have certain trait. So that's it. Think about it. Drop something in the comments, hit that like button, please. It helps the podcast. If you do that, think about it over the weekend, hit me up on social media at shop talking wig, or right here in the, in the comment section, I'll get back to you on that. The other thing is, I want you to make sure you check out Locked On NFL Scouting uh, by the Draft Dudes with Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino because they talk to you all about team billing, talk to you all about these prospects. They are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and it's Monday through Friday. And you can catch that wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. All right, you guys have a nice weekend. Enjoy Easter Sunday. Take care of each other. We'll see you the next time here on Locked On Jaguars.